Right. How are we looking in this frame here? Sharp. Looking good? Real sharp. Real sharp. How's the sound? Are they complaining well, yet? <clears throat> Comments already. Hopefully it's low. better. Maybe. The microphone is how many centimeters? That's a good 12, 12 inches. 12 centimeters maybe. You reckon? It's one beer glass. It's the, so the microphone is this much closer. Absolutely. And we're going to measure it with our penises very, very soon as well. Just to be on camera. Sure. <laughs> YouTube will love that. Don't put this in. You're going to get demonetized. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, um, uh, I'll pixelate it. Okay. There probably won't be enough room in the frame. <laughs> Ah. It's windy. Cyclone City, mate. It really has been. It's, uh, you know, like a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about floods. Now it's cyclones. Well, this, one's I just think, one. I think this podcast, we should shift from just talking about rugby to also just weather chat. Yep. You know, good, a lot of weather chat. I'll put a, I'll put a graphic there to show you where uh, Gabriel is right now. We were meant to record last night. We were going to record last night, but it was... Yeah, the the government advisory said do not travel unless you absolutely have to travel. And as much as I would have liked to justify it, mm. and there was another little ploy though. You wanted to see me on Valentine's Day. I did. Yeah, it is it's, Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day, Day here. I didn't bring you any flowers, but I think my presence is enough. I get you a couple of beers. There you go. How's that? Yeah, good. Yes. Oh. So Valentine's Day here in New Zealand, tough few days for people of Northland, Auckland, Hawkes Bay. Even the Waikato at the moment. Waikato. Yeah, Gisborne's getting absolutely hammered. Lots yeah. of people without power. Lots of people losing their um, livelihoods and all that sort of thing. Roads so if you're any of those trees. people, hopefully uh, you can switch off for an hour or so and, and listen to a... I was about to say a couple of numbnuts talk about rugby. One numbnut and one <coughs> knowledgeable person about if rugby. If you've got power yeah. and you're able to listen. Yes. Otherwise, Otherwise <laughs> you'll see this in a few days, I oh, guess. Hopefully a friend can actually send it to you via Morse code. Yeah. Which I think it'll be just as effective. And if you are listening to it, you can listen to it on what platforms? There are Spotify. Uh, yes, there is Spotify. There's Google <laughs> Podcasts. Which there is, is a thing. Stitcher. Yes. And uh, iHeartRadio and all those other sorts of things. I got word from my dad the other day, once oh. again, that he said, I started listening to your podcast Woo! the other day, mate, but whew, it's a bit long. <laughs> Did he say that about the first one? He did. It hasn't changed his mind. His feedback hasn't changed. No, still, still. So you tell him to listen to it in the car. He doesn't spend a lot of time in the car. He goes uh, to your house for dinner on Fridays. Yeah, I guess. Mum drives. So right, really. Maybe that's. A, I need to teach them how to oh. get the old podcast apps going in the car. Podcast apps. They can going use in the, the car. GPS now, so that's yeah. that's almost the same thing. Pretty same, same skill set. It's pretty impressive a boomer can do anything these days, really. Have you ever tried to, yeah, teaching a boomer how to use the Bluetooth function in their car, that, that can be an experience. I suppose. I know I'm getting there though, because like the first time I got on Discord, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of these buttons yeah, do. It's well, like the first one where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. The thing that I keep doing is I keep referring to our parents' generation as middle-aged. Right. And then it dawned on me recently. I was Your like, mom is like 70 or 80. Oh, yeah, yeah well, she's coming up 70 next yeah. year. I was like, shit, I'm middle-aged. Yeah, exactly. They're elderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, so yeah. I saw one of my old mates the other day, and we'd had a we took a big trip, international trip, oh. when we were both university graduates, and we, we worked out that it was almost twenty years ago. Yeah, that's, I did. Uh, I did. I mine was twenty years ago. I did my gap year and traveled in Europe for six months in yep. two thousand and two. Yep. It's twenty one years ago. Nice. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Barely, barely uh, aged a day in that time. Really. It's a rugby podcast. This is a <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any rugby in the weekend, was there? Oh, there's there's a few games. There was a few, a couple of very good games, and one game that was just a game of rugby. Well, it was interesting that you said last week that the Monday game for us, which is the Sunday game over in Europe, was a public holiday here in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a cyclone day here in New Zealand, so you still would have had a chance to watch it in relative peace without having to go to the office? Uh, well, I don't go to the office. I work from home. Uh, so that was good. So I, I actually uh, I didn't wake up to watch it, okay. but I watched it around about 7 a.m. Did you know the result? No, I didn't okay. know the result. So I, enjoy, I got to enjoy it. Well, enjoy is a strong <laughs> word. I got to experience it uh, for a couple of hours without knowing the results, but yeah. kind of knowing where it was going. Right. Yeah, very early on. Once that one had no... Well, we'll get to that one in a bit. Why yeah, don't we yeah, start okay. with the first game? 
it's apt that you're wearing green. I thought originally, for those of you who see that jersey in NRL fans, I know you're original. You think immediately, you think the Green Machine, Mel Meninga, Ricky Stewart, some of the great players, Laurie Daly. Oh, some great players of the Green Machine. Uh, the Canberra Raiders. That's exactly what I thought when I saw you. But it's not the Canberra Raiders. I'm wearing a green rugby jersey for those of you not list of not viewing for those of you not listening if you're no. not listening that's going to be interesting um but yeah i'm wearing another mlr jersey because the mlr kicks off this weekend speaking I'm of rugby so excited seattle seawolves they got two stars on the jersey because they won it the first couple of years oh so it's like the william webb ellis trophy they get uh, on the arm but they yeah, get yeah, the stars yeah, yeah. almost as prestigious almost the next though if you can't win the world cup if you can't qualify for the bloody world cup either go with the mlr so that that's right we can free to air on the rugby network pick a team pick a team how about the new england free jacks where are the what's the boston team i think new england free jacks will be the closest oh, okay. team. yeah we'll go with the free jacks free jacks I'm a jacket from way back. Exactly. Yeah. Is that what the fans call themselves? The jackets. Yeah. There you go. Um, Are you a free jacket? Speaking of green, though, the Irish, the number one side of the world. Oh, they are. I thought you were going to say, speaking of jacket off. (laughs) No, I wasn't going that way. The number one side of the world Um, are the number one side of the world. They still are, because they played the number two side of the world, the French, who were on a big winning run. The Irish had their own big winning run. They've still got theirs. Yeah, they they do. They They do. They beat France relatively convincingly in the end. Uh, But, geez, that first half High quality. High quality. I mean, the first half, sorry, the second half wasn't bad. But that first half was just on another level. Outrageous. It was we are, unbelievable. We're getting wildly spoiled with the standard of tries. Yeah. Some of these tries are, are freakish. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw Hugo Kennans at the start with the sweet little inside ball oh, from, from Balaam. The, the guy here yeah, from Balaam. People say I look like him. I get that comment sometimes. Really? And I'm like, the he fat guy with the, with, the, <laughs> with the beard and the cornrows. <laughs> the cornrows. He looks like, like some sort of non-playing character from some weird pirate game. <laughs> Basically, that's what he looks like to me. Right. But yeah, the nice little inside ball to a steaming Hugo. Yeah. And like, he's quality Keenan, isn't good. he? He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. very, very good. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that, they're not gonna, we're going to be hard to top that. And that penis try. <laughs> Damien Pino. Woo! Not only and, does he set it up, but he manages to finish it. It's, and that was coming out of a period of play where they were just going backwards. Backwards, yeah. And they were, they were just sort of whacking it round and like yeah. making kind of rash decisions, trying to run it from anywhere. And, yeah. And it was I about, just love that the, the two plays of the ball prior to Pino making that initial break is like Intermac basically running into Wayne Barnes and then just go, shit, shovels yeah. the ball. And then Ramos can't even really get a hand to it, so he just slaps it and it yeah. goes into the grass. And Pino from there is like, oh, look I at be- this. I better do something. Yeah. So he just takes it up and he get, put it inside the six. Who's the six? Uh, Gilon. Gilonch and Gilonch does another <clears throat> lovely ball. And then the way he dissected that final gap, and just that, he's got some serious, serious jet shoes, doesn't he? He does. He's got some real gas. Good player. Very good. Yeah. Very but that was good. the only try of the game for the French, man. It took a, yeah. a worldie. And they were looking quite threatening in a few occasions in that first half, and I mm. thought that they would score some more tries. But it also goes to show how good is the Irish defence. I know. The fact that the French kept having to often opt for the three, they opted for a drop goal at one point because it was just like, man, we need some points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were in touch in that first half. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was all, all to play for. What was the score at halftime? I can't remember, but it was, yeah, not, not much in it. Can I be honest with you, though? Go on. I didn't wake up for it. Oh, I'm a terrible person. I, um... I set my alarm. Okay. I drank way too much the night. As you before. do, yeah. Lydia was having a girls' night. Here. Okay. So there was like seven women in my house, and they're all upstairs, and I was like just downstairs in my little hovel, and I have just polished off a bottle of wine. Right. Found the found an old bottle of whiskey. Started digging into that guy. Right. And then I was like, came up here, and I was like, I better have a cup of tea because I got to wake up in two hours. <laughs> so I had a cup of tea, and then I set my alarm. And then, you know, you kind of wake up and you're still kind of drunk or something like that. I woke up to the alarm and I was so confused. I was like, why? Why is the alarm going? going? So I turned it off. Right. And then I woke up like about 40 minutes later. Okay. At about 4.15 or something like like that. When I probably just on four o'clock. And then I was like, oh, I was meant to wake up. And I was like, should I I go? You went back to sleep. And I went back to sleep and then started watching it at 7am. Okay. So then I 
a morning of rugby to two games back to back okay. to get through. Didn't nice know, you didn't know the results? Didn't know That's the, the key results. point. It doesn't really matter that much as what long a, as you don't know the results. What a day of sport, though. I had those two and then straight, a couple of hours off and then straight into UFC 284, which was a hell of a card. I could do a whole podcast on that one. I didn't watch any of the UFC. Oh, Volkanovski and Islam Makachev. One of the one of the best super fights. With, oh, just don't get me started. Like, was it on the same level rugby terms as that French? Yeah, it was, wow. it was literally... It was exactly the same situation. Pound for pound, number one versus pound for pound, number two. No way. No shit. Volkanovski versus Islam Makachev. Um, and Volkanovski... Volkanov's an Irishman, obviously. The other guy's French, and it was in Dublin. Not quite. One's <laughs> in Australia, and the other one is a Dagestani, <laughs> and it was in Perth. More or less. <laughs> but one versus two. Okay. Pound, and it was for the pound for pound title, okay. basically. And, oh. Don't get me started. I want to talk about it, okay. but I, it's not, there's not enough people who are going to be interested. In it. Okay, I'll tell you about it afterwards. Okay. Well, it's I really good. I went to well. bed not early enough for that game, but I had gone to sleep for about an hour, and my son woke me up at half past twelve, vomiting all uh, all over the floor. He's got so. a bit of the vomit, that boy, doesn't he? <laughs> Whenever there's a big game on, he's like, "Right, Dad, yeah, God, be sick everywhere." You need like you need to rent out a other flat during the rugby walk. <laughs> he's just going to be sitting there, but he's all right. I don't yeah. know. We all had the same food. I don't know what yeah. the problem was, but he's all right. He's alright. But it just meant I had slightly less sleep than I would have liked. But, I mean, it's one of those ones where if it had been a real stinker of a game, it would have been kind of hard to, no. to keep focused. But I didn't have any problems. Yeah, exactly. Because it I was just, just the intense. Biggest, the biggest challenge for me is, like, actually not checking my phone. Oh, like, yeah, Throwing sure. my phone away, like, getting rid of it, yeah. and then just watching the game. Yeah, just you know? watch the game. It's, it's nice, you know. You don't have to dribble through half time or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, uh, that first half was just so good. The second yeah. half was really enjoyable too. But that I, first half was honestly like just one of the best halves of rugby I've ever seen. One of the best tri-saving tackles I've ever oh, seen. Oh, DuPont's a freak. DuPont's, DuPont's against Mbop was insane. That was just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it had so many moments. Like a lot of games might have one moment like that and you'd be like, oh, that was bloody amazing. But this had pitbull. moment after moment. Oh, yeah. He's a pit bull. Yeah. The, the strength, he's just all muscle. Yeah, he is. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Matt Henson's just yeah. like... And a yoink. Nope. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And I was kind of thinking... Of, and that was your man Keenan who had helped set up that play as yeah, well. Yeah. tearing down the wing. Well, they lost it. Well, Hanson flicked it off to Cannon and Cannon teared off, did a nice little, little kick, kick through. Yeah. I like the look of Fiku. Fiku was a part yeah, of the disruption. Yeah, Fiku's yeah. not getting the credit that DuPont was. I but think Fiku, Fiku played pretty bloody well yeah, yeah, that yeah, entire yeah. game. And like... There were actually a lot of French players that played. Yeah, they played well. They didn't play bad. Other teams would have got beaten by a lot more. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It was it was an insane, insane game. But the thing that I, the main takeaway that I took was, France looked like a team full of superstars. Okay. You know, Fuku and Pino and and and, and what, even the number four, the Flamand and Flamont, Cyril, yeah, yeah, Flamand yeah. and Cyril, Cyril, Cyril Bay, Bay, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and also Anton Dubon and Intermac, you know, Ramos, they're all fantastic. Right. High quality, world class, can break a game open mm-hmm. kind of players, special, special players. Yeah. And I was like, they've got more stars than what I can see. The Irish obviously have their own stars. For sure. But the Irish are a better, cohesive team. There's, there's, I don't think there's, there's any the team which has got the same cohesion levels that Ireland Yeah, do. yeah, the belief in Despite the fact they've got a few, they had a few kicker, they had Gibson Park out, they had Furlong yeah. out, like, yeah, they had a, pretty hefty you know that shows me the culture is really good and the commu- the communications really yeah. good in that team yeah the players can step up slot in and like Not do a job and day. understand the processes understand the systems and have yeah. real belief that yeah i mean even sexton went off relatively early in that and that's, game that's and then the ross burn who's been a guy who's been kind of i mean the fact that he fills in for sexton already yeah. you know sets him a pretty high bar so people give him a fair what bit of stick. To, but no, what, he looked all right. He still bossed the game pretty well. What happened to the Kiwi-born number 10? Who he Joey saw? Carberry. Where's he? At no, he just didn't get selected for no. the squad. He's just been a bit inconsistent. So, okay. yeah. But no, that was, man. Just number one and number two teams in the world. And the number one stood up. You know, 100%. Yeah. Um, stood up, stood out. There was a big tackle in that game. Uh, Kiwi Connection. Speaking of Kiwi Connections. Oh, the big boy. Uini Wesley College boy, Uini Atoni, Atonio, yeah, uh, puts in a big hit on um, the hooker. Oh, that's the one. Dan Sheehan was another guy out. So Rob Herring, the, the replacement, kind of. He's the 
I as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, bugger, it's Red Card. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like I, you know, like I thought when you saw it live, you're like, ooh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I, heard, I, I heard Wayne Barnes say over the microphone, like, oh, it's like it's fine yeah, it's for fine. me, and I was like, ooh, they're gonna have a look at I, it. I thought that too, and I, I, but I thought that it was fine. Like it looked like a tackle to me. Oh, sorry. By the way, I'm gonna get this guy out. Sorry. Place of pride. The old two Um. But like I thought, oh, that's just a great hit. And then as soon as I went to replay, so I was like, ah, ah it looks worse than what you look at. It's a red card. you know, like he's got one arm around, he's got one arm sort of tucked, yeah. and there's direct shoulder contact to the hand, and he's upright. Yeah. You know, I know that like there is impacts. Like, oh, he say he was saying some weird stuff about impact through the chest and stuff. Of course, he was. There were two huge human beings. That's whose right. Chests are like freaking six foot in diameter by themselves. Yeah. Of course there's going to be chest impact, but there was also yeah, yeah, direct yeah. hit contact. Like, I don't want people to get red, red carded. Red no, but that's one But like, just on it. the current rules, I was like, how is that not a red card? Like, yeah. you can slow it down. Like, it's it's clear to see there's a, there's a shoulder yeah. contact to the head yeah. with force. I remember, Robert, right. I got, I still got Wayne Barnes's word here. Look, like, does anyone see? want to see, can I show these people? That's, that's what, what I write This is what, these, for these people who sit there by the whiteboard watching this guy blather on look this is like something someone would write in prison like a madman basically <laughs> Wayne Barnes says there's some arm there's some and arm. then there's like not a high degree of danger according to my hand some, some arm something in the chest and not yeah. a high degree of danger like his interpretation of maybe like not a high de- high degree of danger is maybe a bit different from some other people's yeah well it's been reviewed since. it's been cited so the fact that uh, it's been cited I think Indicates yeah. that he was off the mark. Maybe. I mean, he still may get through the siding and get off. It does happen. But the fact that he's been sided means it's certainly it's not, not, it's certainly not a, clear cut, a clear cut one. And I mean, if you get cited, it basically means that the reviewing people have determined that it may have been worthy of a red. So, yeah. I'm kind of glad that it wasn't a red because... It was if, if France get a red card there, they go on to lose that game. Then there's the old, well, uh, you exactly. beat the French, but you had an extra had man for more than half the game. Exactly. So it doesn't really count. 100%. But no. it was, yeah, 100%. It's a bit of game for it. For sure. So I'm definitely happy about it. I was confused by it. Yeah. Another moment of controversy though, James Lowe. Maybe a potential oh, yeah. win for the Dutch. Well, I just seem to defy the kind of the laws of physics, mm. that one. Because he, you know, pretty spectacularly launches himself. And on the replay, you see his feet go across, but yep. usually, like, this is say this is his feet and it's the ground. If something hits the ground, yeah. it trips on it, and you'll fall that way. But yeah. it, it went like that and up. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like there was no friction, there was nothing stopping it. So yeah. it looked like it was going through here. But there's clearly a frame that shows. That wasn't shown to Wayne Barnes. The old the local TV. director, which I think is legit. I think, I think. How is that still a thing? Because it's gamesmanship and there's something mm. they can control. Like, and they can just easily say, well, why is that happening? They just say, oh, we didn't actually realize Steve had his camera on. <laughs> like, that, like, shit, that can't be a thing, though. It's gamesmanship. It's home ground advantage. Like, I don't, I don't, it's like, basically, get a flat deck if you've got, if you've got, if you've got, if you've got um, tall bounces, get a green uh, seamer if you've got, like, mm. guys who like to noodle it about. Get a dry cracking one in the subcontinent. It like seems a bit shitty it. that the the TMO doesn't have immediate access to all that kind of stuff. That is what it is, man. I know. Well, that's why... If, uh, I don't mind a little home advantage. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, just, I said at the time, it kind of means like... I felt I felt that Antonio maybe got away with a, a fortunate yellow and then the Irish got away with a fortunate try. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, right? Maybe it evens it out in some, maybe, sort of some kind of way. I still yeah. think a red card's probably worth more than seven points. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah but... But yeah, it would, it, clearly decisions go on both ways. Anyway, it, it, we, he was in touch. Mm. It looks like his foot was in touch. Mm. Like there's no distance between mm. the thing. It did look weird in terms of the physics. Like it kind of flung yeah, up, yeah. which I which I struggled to understand. Yeah. But I don't. Couple of yeah, a couple yeah. Of, bit of baffling. Well, I, I don't want to get pretty, hung up on it though. Pretty the significant game moment. Yeah, the game. for sure. But the game itself, even without those moments, I thought there. I thought James Lowe actually came up going. <sighs> Oh, he, there was a yeah. there was a shot of him like yeah kind and of giving was, one of those looks like oh, well, yeah. yeah as soon as he got up like Bundyaki accosted him and like all the all the um, reserves jump all right. over him and he comes out he's like oh, <laughs> maybe oh, no, hopefully you know? yeah yeah but like it was still you know wildly athletic should he do the gentleman's cricket thing and if he knew that his foot was in touch tell the ref or does he just need to let it play out no I don't think anyone does that in rugby I don't think occasionally you'll see uh, players I think, say like I lost the guy I dropped it I lost but control they do of that. that they do that when it's without a doubt I have seen 
at least once or twice, guys go, oh, no, I dropped it. And then they've looked at it frame by frame. And it's one of those ones where you still had a slight fingertip on it when the ball touched the ground uh, and it's given. So they still I, review I've it. only ever seen it when it's just like, I'm held up. Like I've seen, I think I've even seen Dan Coles go, I'm held up, man. Why are we right. checking this? It's... Right, right. Don't waste time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But nah. I mean, it took Ireland a while to get that bonus point. Yeah. Ring Rose got the last one. Kaylin Doris. Kaylin Doris. He's your boy, yeah. Bro. Yeah, he's he a was everywhere. Player. He he's was like getting player. tackled, and he's just he like, outsh- I'm just going to throw a cut up. He outshines for me the the IRB, the World Rugby Player of the Year, Van der Flair, really. Oh, in the last two games, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Doris. For sure. Is, I mean, yeah. Van der Flair's been all right, but Doris has just been on another level. He's been yep. kind of. Someone mentioned, like, in the comments that he's been kind of like peak kind of Kieran Reed is yeah you know? yeah yeah like just unplayable but that ring rose try he showed some immense power oh yeah you yeah. know like did he bump off like basically two players to get yeah ring rose is fantastic Doris I mean in the build up to that try bumping off players yeah man that was it's just some impressive stuff yeah like Porter scored a try as well which yeah. is maybe the one that's just like alright that was a try mm. team, good team try barring over from close range but, but they've got all this um you know, they've got enough special moments in the team for right. special players to do those special things when they That's need right. to. But they also have this incredible defense just, yeah. just, just to stifle the other team's special players. Yeah. They did it to us. Yeah, exactly. They've done it to the French. Um, and, you know, who's going to stop them? Very hard team who's to Who's going to stop them? The one thing, if I have any criticism of the Irish, uh, would be like, they had so many opportunities on the line where they, they got one, I think, where they just tried to pick and go really right. close, within the five. That would have been the portal one. And they just keep yeah. on going over and over and over, just close to the line, close to the line. They really love the inside ball. Right. They love the out to sixth and inside ball to someone yeah, coming yeah, through. Yeah. But then they also were just trying to hammer away and hammer away yeah. and hammer away and hammer away. And they were down there so often. Right. Their conversion rate to try from that position, are you come on stats, man, what is it? Oh, yeah, I mean, they got held up, what was it, three or four times? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so that's not particularly good. Mm. But I just thought potentially, like, from, you know, the 50 to the 20 meter, they had some great mm. uh, creativity. But on, on right on mm. the goal line, they just lacked a little bit of creativity mm. there when it wasn't working. Like, they mm. were, the French were defending stoutly on yeah, the line. Yeah, for sure. They wanted to win that bloody game. Oh, yes. So, but, you know, there was just nothing, you know, sometimes you've got to see what the backs have got, mm. you know? So that was the only, if I had to nitpick, that was the only thing I thought maybe that could be an area with. Mm. Just looking at being a little bit more creative. Yeah, most teams can't can't do what the French does, no. I think. I think most times Ireland get at least three or four more tries in that game. I've got a problem. I was so excited about that game, I smashed my beer. Talk excited. to the camera. Um, Ramos kicked the drop goal. He did. He did. Um, yeah, people are giving Ramos a bit of stick in France, apparently. But, I don't know, because they've, they've got a few very good fullbacks in France. They've got Ramos, who played phenomenally well in November. And yeah. then uh, they've got this guy, Jamine, who's got a, uh, a big old boot in him. He's maybe not quite... Jamie Nuts? Yeah, he's not quite as um, offensively minded as, um, as Ramos, but he's, he's got a boot. There are some French fans who are saying if they'd had Jamine's boot in that game and me being able to maybe put Ireland back into their own territory a bit more then maybe uh, things would have gone a bit differently yeah well how many kicks did he miss at goal I think he only missed one kick at goal Ramos he's, yeah. a, he's a solid he does most things right though mm. doesn't he I don't think he had a bad game I just think it's interesting like then that's one thing just to, just with the language barrier we don't really get yeah. into the nitty gritty yeah. of, of what's going on it's, it's, those... it's funny our man Rian Lowe I think put a comment on one of the social media Rugby. platforms yeah basically Saying, um, like, hey, there's been not a lot of talk about the refs. It's like, great. Like, because he yeah, hates yeah. all the, you know, the ref yeah. chat at the end of the week. And someone was like, you clearly haven't been following French social media. Because, really? uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I think they, they've been a wee French, bit frustrated French with, Twitter. The, with uh, or Monsieur Barnes. Yeah. Hey, before we get on to the next game, can yes. I make a special announcement? Okay. Special announcement. Next week's episode, we talked about it. We didn't briefly. Quite, briefly. We didn't quite go, but I think... There's no there's a Six Nations bye week. Yes. So I think we make it um, questions week. Hot Q&A. topics. Hot topics. But I'm worried that uh, the questions... So basically what we're going to do, guys, is... Uh, uh, <laughs> is uh, send Brian in the comments below or tweet us mm. or put out one of your community posts asking for right. questions next week. And uh, your question, and we'll answer your questions, basically. We'll bring you up on the screen. Not you, actually, just your question. Mm. And we'll ask them. I'm a little bit worried they're going to be like, oh, what do you think of this, like, second division player from, you know, some r- rural Irish team? And you'll know. And I'll be I like... I won't know. But you'll they'll ask, like, really specific rugby questions. So feel free to ask rugby questions or feel free to ask just 
stuff. Absurd kind of distracted questions too. Yeah, you know, we'll go through them. We'll there will be them. some rugby on. I'll I'll be watching some rugby at the weekend, even if you're not. What's the big games on the weekend? I haven't even looked at the schedule. I just know the MLR starting. That's is Leinster playing Munster? Well, the URC that? is, uh, I think, doing a week. But I mean, it's one of those weird weeks where the guys who play for their kind of home countries, like all the Scottish players who play yeah. in Scotland, all the English players, those guys aren't in action. But like a guy like Finn Russell, who plays for Scotland, but mm. also plays abroad for his club oh. rugby, he has to go back to his club for a week. Oh, really? And then rejoin. He plays for a French club, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays for Russell 92. Ooh, that's a He's joining player. Bath next year. Is he year. really? That's a yeah. good gift for Bath. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've been to Bath. Have you? Yeah, they've got Roman Baths there. Is that where it gets its name from? It actually is. I do that, but I just thought about I've been to the Roman Baths. How was it? Uh, it was good. It was it was about twenty years ago. Okay. I mean, and it was good. I it was like the first thing I did when I went to the UK. So I was on my way to Somerset, okay. Somerset, or Army Farmer, Wurzels, Tratter, Combine okay. Harvester. Sorry, um, people from Somerset will understand that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, they but we had a couple of days to kill before the start of the school, and okay. we went to Bath for a couple of days. And I heard it's a bit posh. Uh. I don't know. It didn't feel overly posh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice. Okay. It's nice. It just felt kind of nice. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I don't remember thinking, ooh, la di da la di da I'm in Bath. <laughs> I just remember, th- I remember leaving New Zealand mm. uh, on the 4th of January and it being like 32 degrees and me sweating my nuts off on the way out and then arriving in the UK and I remember getting there and it was like pitch black and you, you know when you've travelled, have you been to the UK before? No. So, when you're, it's like two massive flights. Okay. It's like getting to China and then flying for another 12 hours. Okay. So, and that, you know, you, it's two giant flights. Right. And then you get there and you don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha. Right. And you, I remember coming out and it was pitch black. And I, and I was like, what's the time? And someone said, quarter to four. And I was like, oh, fire, it's quarter to four in the morning, jeez. And they were like, nah, it's quarter to four in the afternoon. <laughs> nice. And I was like, whoa. Nice. Yeah. Different hemispheres. <laughs> That's the way that works. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I mean, it was freezing. It was just going from 32 to like 4 degrees. Yeah, that's, degrees. That's, that's a slap in the face. Exactly. Well, and this, we can't say. It can't it's not exactly barmy here at the moment right. at the end of summer. Yeah, it's been crap. Um, I was speaking about Finn Russell. Finn Russell played for Scotland <sighs> yes. against Wales. Yes. Now, last week, or the previous week, you were not that that that, that impressed with old Finn. Hun, a 180 turnaround. <laughs> 180 turnaround. He, like... Just, I love, I love those players. I yeah. love, I love the the crazy Mavericks. I love the Carlos Spencers of mm-hmm. this world. I, 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 there's something amazing about a player that you kind of know would be a dick in real life playing. And I don't know. Maybe he's a great guy. I don't know. He does like doing but, the poses. Have you seen his poses? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else does a hey, we won the yeah, trophy, yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. does a pose. Yeah, like, maybe he's a great guy. I shouldn't say he's a dick, but, uh, it, but you know, there's a level of arrogance there. Yeah. Yeah, did you hear him in the post match? Uh, I think I did. I think I watched it. I can't remember. Exactly so, I, mean, I can't remember the wording, but it was something about like you know setting up your teammates, and he was so simple like, "Well, someone's got to make them look good." Yeah, I heard him say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he may be tongue in cheek, but part of that's <laughs> legit. He he made himself look good. Yeah, like just his vision, his time on the ball, his. Um, confidence just so comfortable eh? just to just to do the things that other players wouldn't think to do but yeah he's got crazy skill set he obviously knows he's pretty damn good but good for him like knowing you're that good and pulling off but that's the thing you got you got to take we talk everyone talks about his rocks a lot he's a rocks and diamonds player but that's a diamond week oh for sure he looks like like the best defenses in the world get broken down by things out of the normal sometimes, yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. and he was, he was special, like that flick pass to Stain, to give that, that try that kind of pushed them over the edge in yeah. terms of, it's kind of assured now, that was, that was immense, and like, yeah. I'm, I'm currently writing a piece about this right now, okay, and you're committing yourself to doing another video, this is I, good, I did it last week, I talked about a piece, and then you did it, I actually made it, I put a video out, <laughs> we need to do this, oh, we need to get you hard. committed onto camera, that then... was hard getting that one out, like, because my things take a while. But yeah, so I'm running a piece about the fact that, uh, you know, Ireland's my second team. Right. But Wales has always been my third team. Okay. Because like, I, I had a Welsh girlfriend for four years, spent a lot of time in Wales. Right. I've known a lot of Welsh people. And, and I kind of fell in love with the country and kind of really, you know, believe in the sort of, you know, felt that kind of Cymru vibe. Okay. You know, Cymru on beef, you know? You know what right. that means? 
Uh, something about Wales. Wales forever. Okay. I think that's what it means. Okay. Um, and, you know, really, really, it was affectionate for her. But something weird happened in the weekend. When that school, when that try was scored, when Stain went over. You got converted to a Scotland I went, fan. I went, fuck it. Look at that little fist pump. And I was like. Not watching it live. Not you're not a Scottish fan. Not but a, you were just like. Yeah, I was, like, yes. I was like. And then I had this realisation. I was like. <laughs> Am I a Scottish fan? Because it was over my third team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think Wales are just so uninspiring that maybe they're not losing their, their home fans, but they're definitely losing the people who had them as their number three fan. I can tell you that right, right. now. But yeah, so I, I'm really, really falling in love with that Scottish team in terms right. of the way they're playing, their fun audacity, real mm. fun team to watch. Some really, really quality players. Yeah. Um, what a great start. Like, two trophies in two weeks, going first time in 27 years, going back-to-back. Yeah. Kyle Carter Cup. I, Dottie Weir trophy, a trophy felt instantly significant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I thought that was really, really special. And a real fun game of rugby to watch, you know? Not of if you're course. Welsh. First half, though, was tight. Yeah. The first half was a proper arm wrestle. Yeah. Right? I mean, they got the one try, Thurling Turner, the hooker. He gets a try, then Scotland ended up getting a yellow card. Wales hit back, punished them, getting a one through Ken Owen. So, yeah. bit of tip for Tad Russell's up for the penalties. Yeah. He hasn't got any try assists in that first half. And then the second half, they Scotland just, is over the counter. They fans. really, really did. And it really kind of felt... I understood what I was watching with Wales. And you know how I understood it? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. Do you know you're nervous? It's normal. Being a, being a Warriors fan, you mm-hmm. know what it's like to support a team that loses a lot. Like, I'm talking okay. about the New Zealand Warriors, uh, NRL team. The Warriors the, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. sure people are worried about that. Uh, a, they've got a lot of, always got a lot of talent, there, but they're perennial Losers. underachievers. Yeah. Okay? And they get on these roles of, like, they start games relatively well... But they get to a point where it's really going to be tough to get back into it, and then the floodgates just open. Right. And it's generally a sign of crap, shitty culture in the right. team. You know, a lack of belief, not great culture, not great, um, you know, feelings amongst the players or anything right. like that. They just looked like they were going to try and do their best out there, but just went through the motions mm. a little bit. And there were a couple of things I saw out there that were a little bit alarming in terms of team culture, mm. is Dan Bigger a bit of a dick? Like He was acting a bit of a dick. Like, that whole thing that he did, was it with Dyer? Rio Dyer, yeah. So Rio Dyer... Passed him the ball. Well, how, how old is he? He's young. He's in his yeah. early 20s. He's early 20s, 21, 22. Something like that. that. So he catches the ball. He's got his... One of the leaders on the side... The and guy so, who kicks the ball because Rio Dyer is not really a kicker. He's, he's a, a kicker. gas man. Yeah, he's a gas man. He's out there to look good, and I think he actually kind of did look yeah, good yeah, for, yeah, he's for when he when he gets opportunities. He's got the first five, one of the steady hands in the in the team, and like gives a ball on the inside. Dan was like in La La Land, not thinking about it. Got caught wrong footed. Should have been hundred percent expecting the ball. It wasn't a particularly bad pass. And then he acts like he completely balls out this, you know, gives him an absolute Ball serve, thing, yeah. you know, to this young man who is doing pretty much the right thing when mm. you're the guy who's really screwed the pooch here. Mm. And he's doing that in front of Rio Dyer's family, mm. in front of all his loved ones, and th- in front of thousands hundreds of, of thousands of people are watching. watching TV, yeah. You know, like. Giving a bollocking in front of anybody is bad. It's not a good look, you For know. Sure. Like sometimes you see players have a little bit of tension, but that was an absolute yeah. bollocking. And I thought that Dan Bigger was the one who was at fault mm, there. Mm. Like it's you've got to be expecting the ball, yeah, that's like right. in that sort of position. So I thought that yeah, yeah. There's was it any surprise bit... maybe that later uh, rattled Rio Dyer right before halftime drops the can't catch the exactly. pass out it's on the only wing. Gonna, it's, only gonna it's just going to increase your nerves, right? 100%. It's going like, to make you make more errors. Like, I mean, the All Blacks have talked for a long time. Uh, Richie McCaw talked a lot about, about it, about the old, yeah, the, yeah, when they would get into those pressure situations at World Cups, they would just fail 100%. mentally, which would let their skills down. You know, your yeah, brain exactly. lets you down, then you can't do the normal things that you do. 100%. So, 100%. getting a bollocking from the former captain and one of the guys you probably looked up to playing as a, a young man. Yeah. Not a good look. Harry's going to go through the roof. He's going to yeah. start panicking. He's going to start like not wanting to get involved. That's right. Like he's not going to be like, oh, I want to make amends. Mm. Like I don't know. Maybe like that's something you can look at a review, get mm. your comms right and stuff like that. But 
to put that yeah I thought that was a really bad look mm. and it made my opinion of Dan Bigger kind of plummet yeah he's been copping a fair bit of stick on, on the old socials for that after that one and a few other things uh, apparently I didn't actually see it a few people said that kind of serves Dan Bigger right for what he was saying pre-match I think he must have been giving some I, stick I said that he was I don't know I said I didn't say anything no one's listening to me <laughs> um, I, I I read something no, I heard murmurs of the fact he was just mentioned um, Scotland's have like bad record bad record right. starting like and just re- reiterated a couple of times okay just kind of putting the needle into okay that's not too bad yeah that's what it is just a little bit of gamesmanship but I don't know I think that he owes um, Dyer an apology and he probably owes the rest of the team an apology and the whole country the Principality of Wales he owes an apology too what were your thoughts on Wales yeah they look pretty bang average oh. to be honest I mean admittedly again I, I said that the week before they did have some moments, and admittedly in this game as well, they had some times where they were, you know, in the right field position, but they would just drop the ball, or they would get turned over, or they would lose a lineout, or whatever it was. They would yeah. just have something let them down. So, I mean, they flashed it up on the screen at one point. It was like points per entry to 22, and Wales was just freaking awful because they just couldn't finish anything. And part of that's Wales, but also a big part of that is Scotland's defense was just... Really ferocious good. yeah their yeah. tackling percentage you know like my stats man it was like yeah. 95 or something stupid yeah. like they are just brutal yeah they yeah, don't yeah, they yeah. don't they don't give much and then when I like you've the, got i like the look of their hooker turner he's a quality player yeah, 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 yeah. he spent some time in the north he does yeah. spend some time in the bin for that it was a hit on north right when north, that was north the north was, was on a knee of, yeah yeah which is always a tough one yeah but he made contact with his arm yeah swinging arm but there was a bit of talk about that one as well there's talk about every card these days but he was that low to the ground. Yeah, exactly. That low. Well, like, it's one of those unfortunate rugby mm, incidents, mm. but I still think, you know, they've got to be punished. And that, yeah. was, that was quite likely, quite rightly, a yellow card. Mm. You know, a real tough one, but yeah. still a yellow card, but it, also, it would have been a really crappy red. Yeah. You know? But then, man, second half, you already mentioned the offload from Finn Russell, then there's the cross kick to Stain when yeah. Liam Williams has gone off. So Finn yeah. Russell knows there's going to be a bit of extra space in the yeah. backfield. Duhart was relatively quiet. The few touches... First half, he was. Second he got half, a couple he got of, a lot of ball. Yeah, yeah, he got a few touches that were quite nice. Yeah. The guy that I liked who came on, uh, I'm not overly familiar with, but with Kinghorn. Kinghorn. I thought he played... He was very dynamic. Yeah, Kinghorn's you know? a weird one and that they've been trying to shoehorn him in. Kinghorn being shoehorned. I didn't do that in purpose. Yes, he did. Um, we talked about it. We rehearsed and we were like, this really awesome moment. That's a great pun. <laughs> um, he, they've been trying to make him a 10 for ages. Really? Didn't look but, like a 10. No, but he, he was, he's traditionally a fullback. He's an outside back. Mostly oh. a fullback. And he's, he's good. He's good at fullback because he's... He's electric. Like yeah. he's, he's got, you know. But what was he playing outside center, or was he playing a fullback? Playing a fullback because Hog went off. Oh, Hog right, went off for yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes into fullback, and he um, very good. I think because they've been trying to do kind of a Damien McKenzie as the closest uh, analogy that yeah. I can make with New Zealand rugby. Thanks. I did that last week when I mentioned the Calcutta Cup being like the Bledisloe. He's just basically I, trying to dumb it down for me. I wasn't so. trying to say like the like the Bledisloe is the be all and end all, and the Calcutta Cup follows along from the Bledisloe. I was Actually, just trying to say from a New Zealand rugby point of view when he was off here's, air. A, here's a competition. Which is like, it's the Six Nations. To, and in itself it has its uh, like a little trophy between two teams, which is what the Rugby Championship and the Bledisloe have. That was the point. You did off here say that the Kolkata was absolute dog shit. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Team, That's so. exactly what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't. He didn't for those people. Yeah, who can't get the old sarcasm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough thing, isn't it? It's a tough yeah. thing I'd be on there because like 95, 99% of people understand a joke. And right. then you get that 1% don't get it. who don't get it and then they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got My favourite comment I got this week was somebody, somebody just commented on who was going, because I just wrote, the, the thumbnail was like, is the Six Nations special? Or yeah. is, is it worth watching or something yeah. like that? And then he was like, not even going to watch this, just here to call out some bullshit. <laughs> So Blair Kinghorn Kinghorn. is like DMAC in that he plays really well at fullback. High knees. And then the coaching staff and their infinite wisdom decided, hey, maybe Rugby World Cup limited spots. We could get this guy playing a bit of 10, so then we've got one guy who's a bit of utility come right before the Cup. So, yeah, right. like DMAC looks phenomenal usually at fullback, and then looks, eh, he's alright at, at 10. I think, so part that's, of that's the reasons, I think one of the reasons... I think part of the reason, though, is also because 
uh, Gregor Townsend falls out with Finn Russell a wee bit. Yeah. So he kind of wants to have this guy. And to be fair, Kinghorn sometimes plays some good rugby for his club at 10, but he's not Finn Russell. No, he's not. Okay. So the question I have for you, Mark, like we're both wildly impressed with the Scots right now. Uh, and I've found out that I'm a fan somehow. Okay. They've dissuaded me, which I'm sure means a lot to them. Yes. It really does. Can they win the Six Nations? And can they, can they get a Grand Slam? And how big would those things be for Scottish rugby right now? The trouble the Scots have got <laughs> is two upcoming fixtures. One is away in France. And for, I don't know if it's the next game, but yeah. one of them is away in France. I right. think it's the next game, but I could be mistaken. Do let me know. Could, yeah. Um, and then the, the French Rovers are going to be hurting after that, that loss. They're going to be playing for blood. Scots, you know, if they want to keep their form going, can they go three in a row? That's the big question. But then even if they did beat the Fr- uh, French away, then they've got to play Ireland, albeit at home. But Scotland's record over Ireland in recent times is just plain terrible. It's yeah, right. really, really, really bad. So, to the point it's psychological. Like they're going to be underdogs for both of those games. It's probably where they're going to like being. They don't want to be yeah. having that extra pressure of being favourites. But you need to get at least one win among those two if you're going to be a contender. You can't really lose two games and win the Six Nations. Mm. So you need to win one of the two. Yeah, right. And then potentially hope that someone else loses a game. Yeah, right. You know, maybe Ireland lose at Twickenham or something like that. So. It's certainly a, it's it's a, a tall task. Um, I always look at but the But it's always going to be a tall order. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, if they're putting themselves in a good as position as they can be, they've gone two weeks in, two bonus point wins. One more win of those next two games. Plus, they've still got Italy to come in hand as well. So, so one of the Scottish fans mentioned to me, it'd be very Scottish to beat France away, to beat Ireland at that home game, and then somehow lose, lose to Italy to throw away the Six Nations. Yeah, right, like okay. that would Shaping be, Scottish. <laughs> that would be the, the ultimate yeah, Scottish right, result. Right. So, obviously it's going to be, it's a big ask, but it was always going to be a big ask. The fact that they've achieved yeah. this much, two trophies, two weeks, you know, that needs to be celebrated. Yeah. And you know what's pissing me off a little bit as well? Number, they're number five ranked, aren't they? Yes. And they're on our side of the draw. Uh, they yes, if they get out of their pool, they could be one of the teams we potentially so the play. Fifth, the top five teams are all only two of them are going to make semi-finals. So Ireland's one, France is two, New Zealand's three, South Africa's four, Ireland, Scotland's five. Yeah, that's that. They're all in the pool. Yeah, yeah so that's Italy. right. Well, Italy, Italy. Yeah. Good luck, Italy. But I will also say, for my money, not to sh- throw any shade towards the Irish. We've talked about how great mm. they are. They looked better. The Scots looked better against the Welsh than the Irish did. But 35-7, was that the final yeah, score? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, like, bigger, a bigger result. You know, and there's, the Scots, would, the Welsh would have been desperate to win that For game. For sure. I guess you the know? Scots had the home game, which is a difference. But a, What was the end score? 30-12 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, right. Mm. All right, Viva La Scotland. I'm sure that's what they say over there. You know what the national animal of Scotland is? I think it's a unicorn. Nah. I think it's a unicorn. Okay. <laughs> that's great. We've got a flightless fat chicken, so... <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, the Welsh, one of my favourite things about them is they've got a mythical beast on their flight. The dragon. The dragon. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Go, go unicorn. My daughter will become a Scotland fan. <laughs> sure, she'll love it. i tell her that. Okay, there was one more game in the weekend... Um, uh, England hosted the Italians. Yes, there was a little bit of talk about that game. Oh, England kind of poor. I was, and then the Italians played really well against France. I somehow thought just because I was now watching the Six Nations right. that it was, it was suddenly, suddenly, suddenly every game's every got every a game, sprinkling of magic on it. Yeah, because just because Tony's watching right. in Auckland while there's a cyclone going on outside. Yeah, um, and so I went into it with higher hopes than I should have. Right. I think thinking, boy, they pushed one of the best teams in the world. France pretty close last week, right? And you know, and I was really pulling for the the Italians to really show. I think most neutrals probably were. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, uh, as soon as we got you know three or four scrum penalties on the trot, and the scrums were slow. Dolman didn't get any kind of snappy he was, pace to the he game. Was, he he was, was critical as as anything mm. on, on the on the Italians, and I think some of those were fifty fifty calls mm. for my money. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm obviously a little bit biased because mm. I was one of them, but for sure, hats off to the English. They were by far and away the better team and deserved to win that game, but they got put, those scrum penalties were massive for the momentum for at sure. the beginning of the game and the Italians just could never, just yeah. couldn't make it back. 
It was. It yeah. was never. It was just a foregone conclusion yeah. after ten minutes. Yeah, I know? mean, England did well. They got the scrum penalties, like you say. They got field position. They scored some more tries. Yeah. Their mall was effective, I think, three not of their tries. Not tries in the Six Nations so far, up until that game. Yeah, not really. I mean, the Italians got a nice one, if you can call it a mall try, where they got it out to Capuozzo Go. last week, and then they got the penalty try. But, um, yeah, the, the England just had their mall gone. Yeah. So, yeah. it's a weapon. The English girls did it in the World Cup. So Why... Uh, I did a tweet this week and I don't like reciting my own tweets. Do I not like it? Well, I'm doing it. Uh, I said that getting excited about an English win is like trying to enjoy a two-year-old's birthday party when you're hungover. Uh. Like, it's hard to do. But, like, in this capacity, I was like, okay, they did well. I should celebrate them in some Mm. way. Like, I love England. I lived in England. I love English people. Like, they are such a good laugh. They're really, really good folks. But for whatever reason, when it comes to the English teams, especially the English rugby team, right. everybody's just like, fuck those guys. I think there's a few you know? factors with that. Is that our heritage? I think part of it, I mean, obviously there's a history. England's got history with a lot of countries. But part of it's like guys like Clive Woodward just come across like a real prick. Like yeah. he, And that's the image you get. And sometimes the English rugby is media, which is not always a reflection of the fans, just like the New Zealand rugby media doesn't necessarily reflect... reflect New Zealand rugby fans. Like, New Zealand rugby media can be quite arrogant. So yeah, people 100%. think, oh, all New Zealand fans are really arrogant. I don't think most New Zealand fans are. Obviously, some are. But I think yeah. the same thing is true with the English rugby media. They can be really up their own backsides, I, basically. I did really... I did. I thought the commentary, for the most part, in the Six Nations has been really quite enjoyable. Right. One of my favourite lines... We didn't go back to it. I'm sorry I didn't mention it. But uh, when um, Pino scored, he said... <laughs> the funny he had a cracker of a line the commentator he was like never give a vampire a taste of blood and that's exactly what he is he's a vampire and I was like what is he talking about this is so good though never give a vampire a taste for blood because that's nice. exactly what he is nice. he's a vampire nice. and I was like <laughs> That's that's left field. That's unicorns that's and dragons. Right. Left field. That's right in that. That's right in my wheelhouse. I nice. was I was loving that. Nice. Well, we I had the same because I mean everyone gets different commentary teams depending I was on where you're based. I'm yeah, gonna go, 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 go. fill yours up. You go. Um, people get different commentary teams depending on who which broadcaster you're on. But we yeah. had the same commentators as last week for the Italian game. So Ryle Nugent is the Irish guy who couldn't say Capuzzo. He was saying Capuzzo, but Capuzzo. he got it right. Someone must have had a word with him that he wasn't quite Maybe getting it right. Maybe he checked out so, a Two Cents video. I don't think so. Could have. But um, he, he, he was getting it right. Thousands and thousands of people so watching. He, he was getting it right. So good on him. I love I mean, everyone makes a mistake. People give me feedback all the time. This name is not said that way. It's said that way. It's a silent S or whatever. Try to take it on board. Like, that's all you can do, right? So yeah. I would have thought you would have got it right as a professional commentator commentating on the current Breakthrough Player of the Year. But... At least he got it right. I said in Better my, late than never. I said in my video that I said um, child prodigy on his 12th birthday. Nice. He's got to try. Nice. I was happy, with, happy is, with myself. He is a uh, youthful looking chap. He is a, he's a baby. Yes. But Italy, Italy didn't play that well in the first half. Couldn't stop the English more. Scrum no. wasn't getting going. And they just didn't look that threatening. But And Owen Farrell was playing 10 for England and he kept trying these kicks through and having just watched the Scotland game before with the, the cross kick to Duhart and the cross kick to yeah. Carl Stay and all these little dinky kicks and I'm like didn't quite you, have you're not quite the same yeah you tried one to I think it was like Malins and it just didn't go I thought they looked better for having a big brute Ollie is it Ollie? Ollie Lawrence yeah I think having a big brute is the centre we were speaking about five. I don't know if Bath we were talking about Bath earlier Bath Finn Russell we were going to Bath next year oh, Ollie yeah. Lawrence plays for Ooh, Bath that'll be a nice, a little, nice tasty nice combo one two combo yeah yeah he, he looked like the goods and I think probably if we just uh, had a measure of talent a uh, Marcus Smith Owen Farrell is a more talented pairing but a more practical better rugby pairing mm. is one of the two either Marcus or Owen at 10 at 10 and then put and then Lawrence putting a, Lawrence out. is usually 13 but he played well at 12 yeah he, he was bloody good he, he yeah. gave them some go forward ball gave yes. them some great um, quick ruck speed For right sure. in the middle got, yeah. they got to play off that you know and they didn't and the Italians just couldn't match that fix yeah. physicality in, yeah. in the midfield there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I thought the Italians played better at the beginning of the second half. Than oh, they for did. sure. Second half there. They, they won the second half, mm. I think by two points. 
They had some, I mean, Negri, the um, the number Ooh, six. Oh, that was a hit. Oh, on Farrell, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a tasty. Hit. But he had some good hits in that game, generally. Total legal smashing, love it. Love it. Yeah, Farrell so, A real smash and bro. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. That was, you know? that was tasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had some big carries. Rutzo, the big lock, had some good carries. Kapuazzo still looked slick at the back. He was trying to make something from nothing at times, yeah. but... Didn't have a lot to work with. No, that's right. Yeah. They were kind of on the back foot for most and of the game. And it was just like, I was like, oh, at least they're not, you know... We didn't do what Wales did, where they just... They didn't know, capitulate. Yeah, they let the yeah. flood doors open or anything yeah. like that. Then, no, they, they never got close. The was game, never a GC. It was never, over. It never looked like it was out of, um, you know, uh, in doubt in any way. So it, that was the thing that would kind of... was like I was just like... It was Monday morning. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to get to a meeting at 8.30. Like, yeah. Just... And then I was fast yeah. forward a little bit. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, this is just, it's just a bit of a dirge. Yeah, after I watched that game, because I got up at four o'clock to watch it, I was trying to, I was thinking to myself at the end of the game, I was like, was that shitty? Because I'd seen the two previous two games, like the day before, and I was like, those games were phenomenal. Like, it yeah. wasn't bad. I was thinking, like, it's like a C plus or a B game. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah. and putting it into context, it's England's second game under a new coach. They're still working new yeah, partnerships. Yeah. They're still working new strategies. It's not going to be the finished article. And Italy, in previous years, if they'd had two yellow cards away at Twickenham, they would have got beaten by 50 or 60 points. So the fact that it finishes 31-14 is not too bad. I think the fact you look at it comparatively to the rest of the games in the Six Nations so far from both weekends, right. that's why... That's why it feels like it's not satisfying. But, but you're quite right, it just felt like another game of rugby. And like I've watched plenty of games like that as an All Black fan where we have won convincingly yeah. and it's never really been in doubt and walked away wholly and completely satisfied. That's right, buzzer. But like a, a yeah. neutral would be like... Oh, yeah, I didn't get up at four in the morning yeah, to watch so that. Yeah, so I think if you're yeah. an England fan, you you got to be happy with that. Like first one for Borthwick, I still think they played pretty damn well mm. against the Scots the week before, right. despite having a loss. Yeah. Like I think the Scots have just been playing that bloody yeah. good. Yeah. That's why I'm daring to dream. Right. That's why they've got me on board. Right. I'm daring right. to dream. Right. I dared to dream about the Black Ferns, didn't I? You did. And I got daring to dream, for you. Daring to dream. Like I want Ireland to win. They're my team. Mm-hmm. But like. If they don't, you'd rather see Scotland I'd love to see Scotland. And to be honest, if it comes down to Ireland and Scotland in a crucial game for the thing, I'd be like, there's a part of you just wanting going for the underdog Mm -hmm. and stuff, and it would be an interesting internal battle, which I'm sure everyone would be really interested in in terms of what's happening with Tony. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, But I I think the English did play relatively well against this. Pretty damn well. That was just a really high-quality game. They just missed some tackles and some wonder moments, man. They looked far more convincing than the French did against the Italians. Right. You know, like... Yeah, the Italians struggled with the penalty count and whatnot, so... So I don't think if you're an English fan, you can be too upset. Right. You know, you're still in it. Like, yeah, you've yeah. still got a chance to, to win the Six Nations. You needed a bonus point win. You got the bonus point yeah. win. A lot of bonus points. Did everyone win, get the bonus point? Ireland did, Scotland did, and England yeah. did. Yeah, that's right, so... What's maybe crucial in the overall context of the Six Nations is the fact that France didn't get a bonus point. They didn't get a losing bonus mm. point, which may cost them because, uh, yeah, in the scheme of things, if, they you know, if every team drops a game kind Is there of an thing? opinion on bonus? Because bonus points to me feel like a very super rugby sort of right. sum of the human The Six Nations were quite late adopters of the, um, of the bonus how point. Do they, how do they feel about it? I think the, the main thing they were worried about at the time... Just, I just want to point something out. Yeah. Like, We've been in a cyclone for the last three days. It's yeah. been going absolutely wild with wind and rain. We can hear the birds outside. It's no, 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 actually, yeah. it's actually birds. It's, it's actually, not a I, I literally <laughs> there's no birds. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? There's, there's crickets. I I was standing on my deck just out there looking over the white, mighty white white to I saw a tree get blown over, a big old tree that had been there for seventy years get blown over today, and it's yeah, it's there's peaceful. No wind. Yeah. Oh shit! This is exciting. Okay, that's a total. <laughs> What they were worried about was the fact that you could get a grand slam, like if you won every game without a bonus point try. Yeah. And then if another team got wins in every game but one, and then got bonus points in every game, they would actually have more points than the team that got the grand slam. So they adjusted the rules that was like, a grand slam is automatically worth like a couple of bonus points, so you can't mathematically be beaten. So, yeah, they were late adopters. Okay, well I guess that is a kind of... Good point. But yeah, the mm. bonus point is a weird one, mm. um, but I think it is a good thing for the fan, like for sure. just to encourage more attacking rugby. And I think yep. that was probably one of the things that was holding up the northern hemisphere from you know 
getting a broader reach to more fans was just the slow nature of the games. Yeah, you can't say anything like that about these games. They've just been crackers, so, yeah, absolute yeah. crackers. And tournament for tournament, uh, better than this, uh, um, better than the rugby championship. Better right? than the MLR. Well, it's tight with the MLR. It's tight. We'll see MLR. once we get this weekend's really? games underway. I hope the Canberra Raiders do great this year. <laughs> really do. Hope they go well. Speaking of funny rules, mm. have you been? We haven't talked about this beforehand. Been across the. There's been a bit of news with the NZR and Super Rugby. New rules coming in to speed up the game. Something about shot clocks, which other leagues are already doing. Uh, yeah, shot clocks. Uh, Five seconds for the rucks, I think, which is a new one because it, it, it coming mostly. It's now. I think it is now five seconds from when the ref says use it. Yeah. Like use it doesn't actually mean you have to use it now. Use it means you've got five seconds from yeah, when okay, he says use yeah. it. I think it's going to be five seconds from when the ruck is formed, which is a huge difference. Yeah. And there is also uh, streamlining the TMI process. Okay. So they're only they're going to get a bunker. Ah, not a bunker. Uh, but they're only allowed to go to the TMO for clear and obvious foul play or something like that mm. something along those lines okay. like, I could be wrong yes and then also things are going to be looked at in the background okay. without people without going to the screens yep. and shit like that that's one way everyone maybe this is a good one for people to like give feedback on or maybe some kind of question but like yes. uh, maybe we could talk about it next this week is the a spectrum signal. if there's a spectrum of like I, wa- I, I want to stop everything to get every decision right or I want to get it kind of yeah I don't want I don't even want a TMO like the first yeah. season of MLR. I don't want humans involved in sport anymore. I don't even want them yeah. to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Where do you yeah. fall on the spectrum? I just want my AI thing. team to win, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Next week. Uh, no, so what do you, if, you... Should we you, save that for next week? Or we'll save that for next week. Okay. So yeah, next week is question week. Q&A. It's going to be a real boomer. What, and I hope... The more absurd the question, the more likely I am to sort of want to answer it and read it out. Um, but probably if you you've got Mark here as well and he'll be on it answering Gibson I'll keep you on the straight and narrow keep me on the straight and narrow and I take you off course there you go yeah yeah that's how this podcast works essentially that's pretty much it uh, we did have one small technical issue but hopefully we can edit around that today they may not even know the power of movie <laughs> editing <laughs> movie magic high quality stuff high quality stuff uh, I really hope that guy who called us girls is going to comment because he's your he I, always comments he loves this he's the one guy apparently Mark's told me about him before he's just yeah. got one guy who just like guy who just always comes and comments on the videos not every video it's, it's, it's random them. it's sporadic but comes on automatically leaves some kind of yeah. shitty comment but it's nothing it's nothing racist it's nothing abusive so in there. it's just like it's just, just a, we, he's just being a bit of a dick and I, I was like, I'm not going to block someone for that we, but he, he, he oh he fishes he's a king fisherman <laughs> <laughs> he fishes people for comments and people bite people bite like crazy okay. don't bite no, by the way, by the way, it's oh, good for the algorithm. Good for the algorithm, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Can we part the kimono on their YouTube comments a little bit for the people at home? Like, you know how... there. If you're somebody who wants to get on and just, like, call me a, a fat piece of shit or just really go on at me, because some people do, the sad thing about your comments, I love them. Like, I really don't have a problem with them. They really kind of make me laugh. Nobody else ever sees them. They go to this field within YouTube, right. like, how potentially offensive comments if you use a lot of holidays, swears if you think. swear or even if you're just threatening and like they yeah. can kind of pick up like the algorithm stuff. automatically picks up some comments and p- puts it in a held and we're held, held for review and then I get to, I click on one of my favorite things to go, and then I get excited I'm like oh I got an offensive comment yeah. and then I click on it and it's just some guy going who is this yeah. and I'm like oh. yeah. and that really kind of feeds my soul nice. you love it yeah I do it's good fun like so but so if you are making those comments like you're good for you if you're venting getting it out of your system whatever I get the feeling people maybe who leave those yourself, kind of comments haven't watched this far through the video yeah probably not they're probably still going to be there but yeah held for review do you look at your held for review very really occasionally but nah. is it weird that I kind of find them uh, enjoyable on a sick level of just like oh god look at this guy see I, I used to get those comments when I first started yeah but I think people know yeah, if right. you're watching rugby videos you either know oh, I'm not watching that fucking dick with yeah. the whiteboard or you know yeah it's usually folks who are coming on you on the first time been like they don't know what this is about and they well, don't they like come, it they, come and they want to tell you I don't like you they come on my channel. What do you do when you get to a YouTube video? You're like, that looks kind of interesting. I click on it and it's something that you're like, this is shit. I don't want to watch it. What do you do? Do you leave an angry comment? No, I just click off. You just go away. I go away. I leave very few comments on anything. I don't think before 
I um, <laughs> I I don't think before I was a YouTuber I left a, a single comment. Right. Really. I remember very early YouTube I fucked up once by leaving a comment on and I think it was like a written link. Do you know written link? Do you know those guys? No, like, oh, yeah. oh, the Monday, whatever, like happy morning, something. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. American guys, one's got glasses. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I wrote, it's like 2006, 2007. Yeah. And then I was like, would have been like 24, 25. And they watched their video and I was like, because I, you know, I kind of find it funny or whatever. And then I wrote in the comment section, thinking it was the search bar section, I mean, a horny little boy. I wrote like cute chicks or something like that, or like cute girls or something like that and then i just went enter and that was my comment and i was like <gasps> like that was uh, that was my closest experience with the youtube comments you Calling, comment? I, I don't think they even had the function okay. in 2007 like you were committed <laughs> committed to calling red link cute girls yeah nice yeah yeah but that's uh it's a totally unrelated uh little anecdote mm. probably didn't need sharing but i shared it anyway mm. so i hope mm. you enjoyed that so next week's episode Q and A. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. It's going to be great. We'll, Best we'll... league, URC Premiership, Super Rugby, MLR, in our round, in our round, any any um, rugby, rugby union man. Goodness any um, any uh, UFC questions? Yeah. Man, seriously, that was, it was so good. It was so well. It was a sad ending, but it was just okay. one of the best fights. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, if you are listening, we really do appreciate it. But if you would like to listen to this podcast, you can listen on Spotify. Yes. Where Google, else can you Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. There you go. Wherever else you listen to your podcast. It's honestly convenient for the car. I don't yeah. listen to that many podcasts, but sometimes if I know I'm going to drive somewhere, download a podcast, chuck it on. You yeah. Know, if you know you're going to be in the car for. I drive a lot, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. For sure. That's great. Yeah. I, I always you don't have to use your data. I listen you're a stingy po- guy like me. Yeah, yeah you are a stingy guy. download it. I listen to podcasts when I mind the lawns. Do you mow your own lawns? What do you think I pay someone to turn up here and mow the lawn? <laughs> you seem like that kind of guy. <laughs> I don't pay anyone to mow my lawns. Although my partner has been mowing the lawns far more than I have recently. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not surprised? Well, she enjoys it. and like She enjoys it, yeah. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's got the time and she's been mowing the lawns. But... Yeah, I know the ones a bit. We're an equal opportunity kind of couple. All right, well, this has been another podcast. I got my beer left. I'm sorry, I drank your beer today. That's all right. That was a really weird way to show. Left handed handshake. We just held hands for a second. (laughs) It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Day. So um, (laughs) just hold hands for the rest of this podcast. Just on Valentine's Day. Look at your lover. It's a yeah, it's a little bit clammy, mm. but uh, thank you very much for watching. This I is... get cold hands because I'm tall. Like I get like the the, the 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 length the blood has to go to get to my fingertips. Yeah, they I get are. cold hands and feet. You get cold extremities. I get I get chill blades in winter. Really? Yeah. Chill blades in winter. All right. On that note, uh, goodbye everybody. Take care. I no chill blades because it's warm. Thank you.